Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about sustainable and ESG investing from leaders in the field. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. If you're in financial services, you need to belong to the right digital communications platforms. But these platforms present a host of challenges like lack of privacy and fragmentation across multiple tools, let alone the fact that the businesses that use them don't own the data. All of these challenges limit your connectivity, your efficiency, and your control. My podcast guest today is Denise Heyman Loa, co-founder of Chari and Connective Network. After just seven years, her firm has been awarded the best digital community building platform of 2022 by Acquisition International Magazine. Heyman Loa worked for 29 years in financial services on client relationships, risk management, and technology. So I'm excited to get her perspective on how business and organizations can use digital communications tools to engage their community of customers, members, experts, partners, and prospects. Hello, Denise, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hi, Paul. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Yes, I'm very glad you could join us today. And so we're going to jump right into our questions here. When and how did you first get interested in ESG integration and impact investing as part of your work? Well, actually, it's a, a little bit of a throwback because I actually, in tw about 20 years ago, we built a house. And I know this is not a usual story in terms of an ESG investing, but our house, I wanted it to make it as sustainable as possible. And 20 years ago, there were not a lot of tools for making your house sustainable. I mean, they had, I think they were going to do straw as insulation. That's like the kind of innovation that was possible. We did end up doing concrete floors and bamboo and south-facing um, passive solar. So we did as many things as we could, but it was very difficult. And so that got me thinking, you know, how does that, how does that market get expanded? And how do the tools that are available get expanded? And how does we make the world a better place? And so um, I pretty much had held on to that concept for years. And then about four years ago, we started, because we built our platform, as you mentioned, seven years ago, we started building the platform. And the platform's goal was always to enhance and amplify messaging for our clients and enable them to brand themselves. And so about four years ago, we thought about having our own investor portal focused on impact investing. I and I'll talk about this more later in the program. But that's when I met Don Schreiber, and Don had also had a similar concept. And so we founded Connective Earth a couple of years ago based on that early premise. And I can talk about that more later in the program. Great. Okay. Well, let's move along here. Your career in financial services began before gender equity and corporate diversity, equity, and inclusion movements became important investment trends as well. So do you have any unique stories about that era beginning, I think, back for you in 1980 yeah. in the industry and what it was like as a woman working on trading floors uh, during that period in the financial services industry? Yeah, it was definitely unique. I mean, I started at Solomon Brothers in 1980, and there were very few women working uh, in the industry at the time. 
And I remember my mentor who helped me get my get the job said, I asked him, well, what do women wear? Because he didn't even, there wasn't even a dress code. There wasn't even anything. You couldn't go to just any store and buy things that you could wear for business. You had to like, I think Talbot's was the only place you could go. And and they had these very, um, very basic jackets that you could wear. And so really even dress code was an issue. Like, what do you wear um, if you want to be a professional woman on Wall Street? And I at least had one one boss's boss who said to me, because I used to wear pantsuits, which nowadays everybody wears, right? Well, that wasn't appropriate dress, apparently, back then. And I had a boss, one of my boss's bosses, walk up to me in the hallway and say, my women don't wear pants. Can you believe it? I mean, nowadays that would be probably grounds for a lawsuit. <laughs> but that's the kind of story, that's the kind of experience. And I basically poo-pooed it and I kept wearing my pantsuit because I was determined that I was going to have my own presence and my own identity. Um, They also, uh, they had to create a maternity leave for me. I had my first son in 1983 and they had no maternity leave. So they didn't even have a maternity leave policy. So we had to create one. So there were a lot of complexities back then, a lot of interesting stories. Another story is a little bit off color where they actually used to wheel women out, strippers out in, Birthday cakes for the guys on the trading floor. And that was a thing that was actually on the trading floor. That would happen on on the trading floor. On the trading floor. I saw it with my own eyes. Big birthday cake on wheels. Not a real cake. It's like a, you know, sure, sure. Cake. And then um, you also, as a woman, you had to have thick skin. So you had to basically not let the language get to you. Mm. Because if you were hypersensitive, you, you couldn't, you just wouldn't have been able to deal with it. On the flip side, the good thing about Wall Street is it's a meritocracy. So if you did a good job and you put your head down and people were happy with your work, they promoted you and they paid you. And that that's the good thing. Of course, my, I wasn't promoted as fast or as I made it, or did I, nor did I make as much money as some of my guy colleagues, and I know that for a fact. But at least it was a meritocracy and there were opportunities. So it's an interesting time. <laughs> yeah, Things are a lot better now. It sure was. I started in in 1985. I was never on a trading floor, but I started my advisory career uh, in 1985. It was a very different time in the industry. And by the way, tomorrow is International Women's Day. So we're going to be celebrating through our platforms. uh, And we work with so many fantastic women entrepreneurs and leaders in sustainable finance and investing these days. I just, I mean, I could spend hours talking about all of their accomplishments and and the changes, the positive changes that you are all bringing to the industry. I applaud what you're doing. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's great. So let's move along here and discuss what you're doing now to support and encourage social impact, regenerative and ESG practices in all industries and sectors of the global economy that you interface with uh, in the media is business. Yeah, we're doing a lot because our our company, Connective, or Chari and Connective, it's Connective Network is our core platform that Connective Earth is based on. So Connective is an ecosystem platform for communities to collaborate and communicate and brand themselves. And a lot of our clients, so we have three sort of sectors in our business. We have investment management companies, we have um, social impact organizations, and then we have professional networks. 
And our big chunk of our focus is really on the social impact. So we have clients that are doing uh, women's leadership skills. We are, have clients that are doing social um, justice. So a big, that's a big new client of ours, Union University, focused on social justice. And that's a great initiative. And then we have clients focused on regenerative agriculture. So the idea is that globally, if the more people can promote and amplify their message and engage people and get work done, take action around causes, the better. And so our platform enables all of that. And, uh, and again, the huge focus for us is social impact. Okay. So now tell us, tell, tell us another story, this time about the social impact that people who, who uh, use your platform are engaging in to get the message out about the work that they do. Yeah, sure. So one of our clients is a Women's Leadership Global um, and Lead Hership with an H-E-R. And she's very focused on promoting women's leadership skills. And she's incredible. And the, the founder is a woman named Linda Fisk. And she's an incredible speaker. She does a lot of podcasts on this topic on women's leadership and promoting yourself and promoting your brand. So everything is she's about really about growing women's capabilities and encouraging them to enhance their skills. And so that's a really positive um, uh, initiative. Then um, the social justice, the Union University Social Justice Program, they have six different angles that they focus on. Environmental justice was one of them, a big one, and racial justice. And they promote uh, certification programs. They have um, all sorts of learnings. They have, you know, their faculty is really engaged with this program. They're really going on in a big way and they're planning to um, release their platform to 20,000 people very, very soon. So there'll be a lot of attention given to social justice, which is covers, again, six different areas focus. That's terrific. I, you know, I, uh, I'll be glad to uh, put you in touch with some um, nonprofit organizations within the sustainable investment industry, if you're not already connected with organizations like As You Sow, because they do a lot of shareholder advocacy, and uh, they may, you know, they may have that many valuable uses for a platform like yours. So, um, We'll talk about that later. Uh, that would be great. You, great. Okay. Can you describe the Connective Earth platform for our listeners, uh, how it got started, and where you think it's headed now? Sure, sure. So it got started, like I mentioned slightly uh, earlier, when Don Schreiber and I kind of put our heads together, and we had both realized that we both had the same concept of creating a, an impact ecosystem hub for investing in impact um, strategies and wanting to bring together the investors, the companies, the colleges, the partners, the consultants and advisory groups, and bring them all together into a common hub. And I had had that idea already, and Don had a similar idea. And when we re, um, put our heads together, we, we created the concept. And Don is actually responsible for having named it Connective Earth, which I think is a great name. And the Earth stands for ecology, agriculture, real estate, technology, and humanity. And all of those, like real estate, eco-real estate, for example. So there's impact opportunities in all of those sectors. And what then um, Don knew Peter Fasaro, and Peter has become a fantastic partner of ours all the way through. We have calls every week. He's very, very engaged. And um, we're going to be sh sharing his content on the platform. And, and we uh, spoke, I spoke last year at his conference, as you know. Um, yes. So, yeah, so... 
what we're doing now is we're really, so we've been sort of on a trial basis for the past year or so, just to have a couple hundred users on the platform. But now we're really expanding. We're, we're increasing the number of partners we have engaged. We're increasing the number of investors we have engaged in the companies that we list on the platform. And that's what we do is we list companies, we let's share content, we communicate, we collaborate, take action. So it's really a hub for amplifying, improving, and um, engaging with social impact opportunities. Good. Peter Fasaro, who uh, you, you just mentioned, uh, of course, is the founder uh, 20 years ago now. of yeah, 22 the, years. Oh, it's 22 years. Yeah. So yeah. This is, yeah, this is the, the 22nd year of his uh, Wall Street Green Summit, which I've been a, a moderator for, uh, usually on, uh, on the opening session of the first day, and I will be doing that again this year. So I know that Peter is a very big fan of yours and really likes working with your platform. So, um, yeah. So one of the other things that I saw that you do is uh, on the platform is you work with tokens. Now, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that, I'm, that we're talking about non-fungible tokens as part of uh, different, uh, um, the, the emerging area of uh, token economies, right? And so give us an example of how the use of token economies is supporting the development of business and social community building around the world. Yeah, so what we're really focusing on is token token economics uh, to a degree, non-fungible tokens. Uh, it starts with the tokens themselves. So in our platform, in Connective and Connective Earth, we have a coin technology that we built about six years ago, actually. We were, we were uh, very advanced. Um, and those coins, we keep track of 21 different activities a user performs. And as they perform them, they get credit for them. So let's say you log in and you get 10 points. Let's say you invite somebody, you get... I mean, coins, you get 20 coins and each site can dictate where people get their allocation of coins. And once those coins are accumulated, we're turning them into what's called an, uh, an NFT or a non-fungible token. So then they add value. They become, they can become something of value. So right now those coins are just loyalty points, but we have the foundation for all the activities. So 21, if you, if you think about 21 different activities, the user performs, that's a lot. So did they take action? Did they comment? Did they share a post? Did they create a community? Did they invite people? There's a lot of different things they can do. And the community owner or the site owner can tell where people are spending their, their time. Are they signing up for events? Are they taking action and, and, and doing projects together? And so now what we're going to do is starting probably in Connective Earth and then with some of our other clients separately in different initiatives. With Connective Earth, we have Don actually came up with this concept of diamonds, D-E-I-M-O-N-D-S where we're going to get sponsors because you have to fund a token economy somehow. You have to get money into the ecosystem, right? Otherwise they're just loyalty points. And so get sponsors to fund the coins and then use those coins to pay kids, young kids, young interns, young college grads to actually promote content and share content and create content to get the word out and to amplify. And they get coins, they get paid then in those coins. So that's how the coin starts to add value. So it's not only does it incentivize them to be active because they get, the more active they are, the more coins they get, but the coins actually have value because the sponsor dollars are coming in. 
So that's just one example of how a token economy can work. So the, if I understand it correctly, the, 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 I, I have an account uh, on Connective Earth, and yeah. as I accumulate points there, uh, I can, uh, or tokens, uh, I can look forward at some point in the future to saying, gee, I've got all these tokens accumulated, I'd like to, the, to hire an intern to do some work on, my, on this platform for me and with the platform, and that I can use the tokens to pay for that work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so it's it's benefiting everyone because it's benefiting you. You're getting some work done. It's benefiting the students because they're or the young people because they're getting paid for doing work they want to do anyway. And it's benefiting the earth because you're getting the message out. So it's a tri you know triangle. It benefits everybody, and it and it's all used with the tokens, which are the coins, which are again based on their activity. So it's not that they have to report separately on something they. Clearly, of doing that activity in a system records it. So it's a nice, it's a nice concept. That's just one of many. We have a number of clients interested. One of our clients is is the co-creator of the of the holacracy system, which is um, a, a system of um, company governance and okay. if governance basically that it distributes roles to everyone, and everyone's responsible for their own roles. It's kind of like sociocracy is another another term you may have heard of. It's very consistent with the DAO concepts that are being floated now, the, the um, distributed autonomous organizations, which are run by, by the, the actual members using token technology. Mm -hmm. So he wants to, this client wants to create a token ecosystem too, for example, using, using our coin technology. So we have a number of clients that are very interested in, in the coins and in promoting that. Another one of our clients is most, is, um, Made for You, they're a women's business network that's founded and funded actually by the UAE government. So they're based in the Middle East and they're promoting women and women's networking and women, women's businesses. And they very much want to use a whole coin technology as well, token technology. So it's, uh, it's pervasive and our platform is uniquely suited to that. That's terrific. So we, I would really appreciate you sending me some links that people that our listeners can use to access information about these types of opportunities on the uh, Connective Earth platform. Uh, I'm sorry, Connective Network platform is Connective Earth, right? Yeah, both. Both. Okay. I'll send you both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, please do, because we can put them into an, the attachment tab for this program uh, in, in its channel, and people can access those uh, that information there. And again, uh, since tomorrow is uh, uh, International Women's Day, uh, this will be a nice opportunity to, to promote the work that you're doing and uh, promote the work of women entrepreneurs all around the world. We're just about out of time for the program today, and I wanted to find out where online the Sustainable Finance Podcast audience can learn more about Chari and Connective Earth and how they can contact you with questions about the topics that we discussed on today's program. Yeah, so they could access a website on Connective uh, called connective.network. Literally, that's it. So connective.network is the URL. Or they could access the um, Connective Earth at connectiveearth.com with no dots. I mean, .com, there's a dot, but no, no dot between connective and earth. You can reach me on denise.hayman-loa at carii.com. 
And I think that's it. Those are the good contacts. Great. Well, again, Denise Heyman Loa, CEO and co-founder of Chari and Connective Network. Thanks very much for joining us today. And to our listeners, please join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, your host, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Oh,